And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, everyone! Episode one, zero, two, six of down to dunk you can find us on the athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast go to the athletic.com backslash down to dunk and get the athletic for $3.99 a month i am luke joined this morning by andrew i gotta say i'm just fired up to be here today it's pretty cool pretty damn cool Woo! slam through taylor i have to do this in an accent you'll see why I told my wife I was making a bicycle out of spaghetti. She didn't believe me until I rode past her. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. I want to ride my bicycle. Slam through. And Jay. It's Jay. Jay's back. He's back. Welcome back, Jay. Welcome back. Jay's back. For one week only. One week only. One week only, and then I'm gone again next week. But back then I'm back the permanently forever and ever. Is that ever. true? Yeah. What You're you never know? going yeah. again? I mean, I would love to. I, I am absolutely free to jump in virtually next week. Wouldn't be a problem. Why don't you? Well, then I will. Wait, I'm, gone, I'm gone the week after. we got to enjoy the time. It's what we got. What we got. What? We gotta enjoy the times we got while we got them. We gotta go to yeah. Nevada. We gotta enjoy the times we got while we got them. Hey guys, I'm sorry. Summer's crazy, man. Summer, you know what I'm saying? Dude, summer? Summer, bro. Dude, the craziest season out of all four. Second craziest, gotta be autumn. I'd like to make an announcement. <laughs> we are having a NBA draft party on the, Where night, is it? On the night of the draft. Woo! Party time! Let's get it, boy! <laughs> the <laughs> I actually don't know what venue it is. <laughs> We're having it at Fassler Hall Hot in, Mid- in Midtown OKC. Wow. Get you some so sausages. We'll be there. Like, seriously. Maybe at, schnitzel? At 6 o'clock. So a lot of times they only have... Uh, it's only all ages till 8 o'clock. I've made this an all ages event throughout <laughs> the night. So Everybody. Like you told them, like, hey, heads up. This needs to be all ages all night. <laughs> Correct. And they said, yes, please. I said, okay. Did you show them pictures of the lottery party? Um, yeah. Said, Look at this. Oh, boy. Look yeah. at you. Yeah, it's going to be great. So what's this? the date? July 29th? <laughs> July 29th. 6 p.m.? Yeah, I'll be there. Till time unknown? I mean, the Thunder have like the 55th pick in the draft, so. All night long. Stay. All night. Hang out. All night long. All night. night. I'm just trying to recreate that Bon Bon Jovi magic. That was. Nothing. Nothing. It's, yeah. You can't do that again. I'm ready to party. Woo! Hey, can I just say this is as a preemptive comment about the draft. If you see us come and say hi to us, except for Andrew, Andrew goes into a shell. Everybody else come and yeah. say hi to us. Because there's all these people Jay, that I'm like, I, I wanted to most meet people, people only care about meeting Andrew. Though. I know that's the problem. So come meet us. We're very lonely. You want to meet me? No. It, hey, I'll tell you the lottery is a lot of fun. I think the draft is going to be, there's not as much, I don't know. So let's rate it drama wise, mm-hmm. draft mm-hmm. a lottery. Mm. The thing about it is that they have in the past, we've had like the 21st pick or like the 17th pick or whatever it is. And that's the only thing we've had to look forward to at these draft parties. And there was a lot of anticipation just for that. So imagine what it will be like for that to happen at six. 16, 18, and then early in the second round, too. 
Like early in the second round, those are That's nice where, picks. 34, 36, those are nice picks. So to me, there's a lot. It's it's obviously be more exciting if we were getting like the second pick. Which we might. Which Not is the still second. which is still possible. I actually uh, contributed to an article with Kelly Eco about the Thunder trading for the second overall pick. How would they what do? Think. Oh you did. Tune in. Tune oh, in. it hasn't happened yet. Tune in. Tune in to the article? Tune in to the article. <laughs> Where are you eyes. tuning in? Uh, it's at theathletic.com. You can go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk and get the athletic for three ninety nine a month. A month? Yeah. You can also listen to the article by just reading it out loud and listening to it. Or yourself. having a friend Have read a, it to you. Yeah, or you can yeah. highlight it and then ask Push you. speak. Yeah. Push speak. What? Your computer will read it to you. Yeah. I did not know that. Tune in. Tune in. <laughs> Tune in. I think that article <laughs> drops Monday. Andrew's all over, man. I was reading uh, an article. It was Fred Katz. No, no, it wasn't. It James was Edwards. Somebody else, and they're like Thunder. They don't know what to call you. Is my favorite thing. <coughs> thunder, no. Thunder contributor, resident, yeah. resident bad boy, Andrew Schlack. What did he say it was? Media, media I can't remember, remember what you're talking about. I think it was trades. Like it was the. It was the. It was the Thunder trading for the number one pick, where they trade Shea six and Shea for number uh, one. Andrew, I have a question about this. Mm-hmm. You doing this with. Kelly. Yeah. You're doing an article. An article. So there has to be a little bit more like journalistic credibility behind it. Oh, I don't know. I just. I'm trying to get some. I'm trying to get some info on this. I just sent him a message on Slack with the answer to. Okay. This is more like op ed then. It's not sourced material. Do they edit it to make it, you know, like. They didn't edit the last thing I did. What they want to say. They got to tune in and read you, you it. Gotta, tune in. You got to read it already. You got to figure. You got to figure out like what <laughs> they can call you. Yeah, I know. Because that one was real. Like it really was. Thunder person. Thunder person guy who sometimes talks about other things. Which is when I, I I am the like thunder person guy because there's no other thunder person guy. There's not a lot of us left. <coughs> there's no. not a lot of y'all left, really. Hey, Graham. Hey, gentlemen. Hey, Fassler Hall, hey, hey. July 29th, yeah. 6 p.m. Yeah, I'm mm. going to be chugging beers and cramming dogs, man. Listen, if, <laughs> if we get over if we get over 250 people, There's, okay, yes, the L-Man's going to chug a boot of beer. No, I don't want to. Don't, don't sorry, go Das Boot. Don't, I'm sorry, it's gonna set. Do it's that. set. And he's going to cram a boot of dogs. <laughs> cram some dogs. Hey, so <laughs> speaking of, of ask Sticky dogs, Wizard, man. ask a question. Sticky Wizard 00. Ask zero. Sticky Wizard. He said, how long would it take you to eat 76 hot dogs? Joey Chestnut? I could get that. I could Ooh, get yeah. that done. Starting Friday morning, I could get it done by Sunday evening. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty realistic. So it's three full days. I could do it. Just... Just meals. I have a theory about I'm Joey filming. Chestnut. I'm eating them throughout the day. I'm, I'm, I could do it throughout the day. Listen, How many hot dogs is that per meal? It's like roughly ten, roughly ten meals, right? Yeah. So yeah. seven, so seven point six. You're eating. So it's obviously it's seventy two hours and three days. Issue, You're a little over a hot dog. The issue an is hour. The bread every hour. I could do that. Oh, easy. That's why you dunk the bread in water. But you're not going to eat hot dogs overnight. Probably could. So you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to do probably. <laughs> let's just call it two hot dogs. Yeah, an well, hour I wake the up, time but I wake late. up in the morning. I'm hungry. If I'm hungry, I'm, I'm going to eat three hot dogs. I can. I can do that. Just cram some doggies. Yeah, you can eat three hot dogs just like that, huh? Yeah, I could eat three hot dogs right now. Fire them up, dude. Andrew? You could. You could shove a weenie down there, no problem. It's the bread. <laughs> no, the I don't know that I. I don't know that I could eat three right now. But I could eat. I could eat three right now in. No time, but before in fifteen minutes. But do you have hot dogs? Please go make me a hot dog. I'm hungry. <laughs> I don't think I have any hot dogs. Listen, I have a Joey Chestnut theory. Okay? okay, all right. Every year he breaks his own record. Yeah, he does. He, he's holding himself back. Yes, he he knows he can hit. Yeah. Like at home, he's hitting ninety five. He's like, ah, let's you know. Yeah. Are you I need watching? this career to space it. Have you watched it? Out. I mean, I watch the clips and stuff that go pop up. Like, okay, if you if you watch it, you will not be saying this. No. I, Dude, how do you Bro, break your record every single year consistently? In the running for the most disgusting thing Bro, that we it celebrate. Is, it is. They're like, it's sick. dipping hot dogs in water and. Yeah. He is. Oh. He, there's. 
Here's the thing. Here's the he, thing. He's just I'll getting a little bit better, but there's no way he's holding himself back. Here's no, the thing. Holding it's the hype back. of the moment, he's man. It's the hype of the moment. That's his entire life. None of his none true. of his accolades are real because they've kicked out Kobayashi. Yeah. His main competition. PEDs. They need they need him back in. Why did he get kicked out? I think PEDs. I think he was using a... He kicked himself out. No. There's, they're eating food. <laughs> this is not have you, have you ever like listened? There's like podcasts and like documentaries about these guys. It's I'm, not just eating food. I watched. I watched the. I watched the True Life. I'm a professional eater on MTV way back in the day that had Kobayashi mm-hmm. and it yeah. had Joey Chestnut, and he was just like a young guy coming up in the game. Mm-hmm. I know Joey didn't need those PEDs. Joey C. Kobayashi Whatever. kicked himself out, bro. Whatever, man. I want him back. I don't care. So the Suns went <laughs> up last night 2-0 on the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. One relatively comfortable Lee by 10 points. <laughs> it it did never feel like it was in doubt. There were a few times where they cut it down to six and seven, and then Chris Paul would just they hit, got it down to five at one hit point. a stupid three, or Devin Booker was just nuts. He, I mean, the amount of just big-time shots that he hit. I, he was great. And threes. I mean, he hasn't, when's the last time he's taken 12 threes? He's one of those guys... I was talking to someone else earlier this week where he started his career as kind of a three-point shooter. That's what he was known for. You got another podcast? Don't worry about it, man. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in. (laughs) Tune out and turn on. That's. I was trying to think what that was. I think you got it right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Um, I can't remember what I was saying. (laughs) Good job, Luke. Let me interrupt you. Something that is not relevant to what we're talking about at all. Devin Booker came into the league as a three-point shooter, kind of. That oh yeah, he kind of had that reputation, and then over the last two, three years, he's really developed such a good it's mid-range every, driving kick. Everybody's game. like he's mobile Anthony Morrow, you know, and he's yeah, into, yeah. he's just into the draft. so so talented. Yeah, and the fact that he's getting to the point that he's a, a defender enough that can, like, nobody's going to say he's a lockdown guy, but he's. I think he's. I think it'd be he's fair good. to say he's a plus defender. Yeah, he's good. And so, I don't know. I, he's in an echelon now that I didn't think he was in before this season, which apparently guys in the league knew the potential yeah. of Devin Booker. Yeah. I mean, Chris Paul, after the Western Conference Final, said that he's the reason he wanted to come to Phoenix, mm-hmm. which is probably not the singular reason. But no, if he had a choice to go to Milwaukee or Phoenix, being closer to home was probably the larger uh factor in that versus Booker versus Giannis kind of thing, which I don't know if that was on the table, but it just, I watched this, this Bucks team plan. I'm like, yeah, if they had Chris Paul, they would be, they would have run through this playoffs. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it was really on the table for Milwaukee. Uh, That was the most threes he's taken in the playoffs Mm -hmm. so far. Tayshawn, the next highest is 10. He's only taken double digit threes twice. Last night, and then against the Lakers in their yeah. final game. And this is first time in the playoffs, correct? Devin Booker, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, first playoff run. Wow, they were eight and zero in the bubble. <laughs> wow, you remember they we were just, so wow. we were so pumped on them in the bubble. Last Do you remember year? how yeah. much we just dismissed it though to start the season? Like eight and zero in the bubble, who gives a crap? And it's like, oh, apparently it it did something. I did not dismiss it. I was all in. Oh man, it was fun, man. Resident DeAndre over here. (laughs) DeAndre Ayton being very, very, very good. He was great. Did you see that the clip of Monty Williams talking to him? No, I watch clips. Monty Williams is the best, man. (laughs) I I can imagine. In my mind, I immediately went to this place where Monty Williams like picked him up like a baby and just like soothingly corrected his behavior or challenged. Pretty much, Mm. hey. We love you. And he's just like the yeah. sweetest human being. He's like super calm. Like gives like very clear directions on what he's supposed to do. He's just the best. It's the perfect combination to get the absolute most out of DeAndre Ayton. And you're yeah. seeing it pay mm-hmm. incredible dividends. He is really good. Kendrick Perkins said, now it's Perk. And so I, I understand that there's a lot of... Uh, insane content that sometimes comes from him. But Carry he's, the hell on. He said he's the... Uh, Second coming of David Robinson. Whoa. So I don't know what that means. Uh, (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds good. Talk about a center I did not pay a lot of attention to. 
Well, and then Mikhail Bridges last night was unbelievable. Fantastic. Too. Well, and they just points. It, it, they just. I think the thing is with the Suns, man, is they're just a incredibly balanced team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you stop us, you know, getting to the rim. Well, guess what we're gonna do? Knock down an insane amount of threes. You know. Okay. If you yeah. you guard the perimeter, guess what we can do is we can attack the mid range. We can back down with eight, and we can attack. They just. This is and it's hard, man, because you're in this era where everybody wants to discredit this playoff run because of the injuries and the weird season and all that, which is I think there's validity to that argument. But I think this Suns team is legitimately a really, really great team. Yeah. And by the way, every single player that's on the floor for them can pass at all times. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. And I think and I say that to also acknowledge like I actually kind of think the Bucks may pull it even to two going back to Milwaukee. I hope they do. Because I just think that the Phoenix crowd is unreal and they so much fun. And I don't know. It just You can tell that there's something. What, what kind I don't of, know what's going on with Drew and Chris. They were horrible for a majority oh of the game last night. Oh, my gosh. It drove me crazy because Giannis is doing everything. everything. He looked awesome and was doing. And, and it's, I don't know. This is just weird, like having a brother kind of life. But watching his brother on the yeah. sidelines, like. I can't imagine how angry he is when they're mocking him at the free throw line to do all those things and just yeah. how much he's pulling for him. And I actually think it might be helping. Cool I, think, I feel like it might be helping him catch a rhythm because they're just counting for him. Oh, cool. Like, and it's great. like the same every time. Yeah. And so to me, it's not even hindering him. I feel like it's almost helping him because he was he was, was a stretch in the third quarter where he was. If, if he had any help, I think they would have tied the game. Without a doubt. He just was by himself. You just need somebody to hit some shots. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't do it. The second coming of David Robinson thing is massively missing how good <laughs> David Robinson was. And David Robinson's third season, he averaged 23 points, 12 boards, 2.7 assists, two steals, and four and a half blocks per game. Oh, wow. So, Aiton, for whatever reason, Aiton... I just don't understand. Everybody loves DeAndre Ayton, and they want him to be good so badly that whenever he does something good, we're like, wow, look at that second coming of David Robinson. Yeah. I think it's crazy. It's also just perk. It's not. No, it's everybody. It's everybody. Everybody wants Ayton to be good. Okay. Wait, and it's wait, wait. great. What is what is your angle right now? Do you want yeah, him, do you want him you to be bad? This, man? Do you want him to be bad? I don't want him to be bad. I just think that calling him the second coming of David Robinson is insane. Hey, I will say this. I'm pretty sure David Robinson came into the league at like 24 because of his. Yeah, he was older, but. You think that DeAndre Ayton is going to average 23, 12, and four and a half blocks per game? Different NBA, man. That's all I'm saying. It's just a different NBA. True. It's hard to say. It's not apples apples, man. You know, put him in, put DeAndre Ayton in 1990. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. What year was that? I love Ayton. I think he's, I think he is. Doesn't feel like it, man. I'm just letting you know. I think he is good, but comparing him to David Robinson. Man, you wrong for this one, Andrew. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, guys. Hater. No, it's funny. It's like making comparisons. It's really like, all right, pick a center. That's not Shaq, not Hakeem. Yeah. David Robinson. David Robinson. He's like David Robinson. It's like, n- no, I don't think so. I think he is. I think he is. I think Put th- David Robinson in on this Phoenix Suns team today at his age. Now. They would have never lost a game. The Suns would have never. At David Robinson's age right now. Never. Uh, yeah, today. <laughs> they would have never <laughs> lost a game. Yet? No, he's probably in his 50s. He's dead, dude. Yeah, he, no. He's not. <laughs> Most definitely not. He died last night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He said he watched DeAndre Ayton played. He said, that's all I've been waiting for. He said, I'm back. <laughs> he said, I'm back, baby. I'm out of here. <laughs> he's 55. Okay. Oh, he's 55. He can still play. He looks good. Yeah. He looks good. <laughs> he looks good. He, he does. Play. Thunder should draft birthday. I can't believe they're talking August about it. On, they're talking about it on the broadcast last night. Like Drew, I think it's Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Devin Booker. After the finals are over, are going to get on a plane, head to Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, right. Play with the U.S. national team. I'm like, yeah. Tell you what, I probably wouldn't be doing. I can't imagine how exhausted for your country, be. Jay. Plus, that's going to so be selfish. That's going to be like a bubble. There's it's no fans. Surface. If you're Devin Booker, though. Like you, you have a chance to win a title and then go play in the Olympics mm-hmm. and you're, what is he, 25 years old? Like It's got to be like the best thing ever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but Drew and Chris needed to just probably stay in Milwaukee. 
Yeah, I think the U.S. team is like watching them play. Like, ah. <laughs> that is the reality. Is like they the U.S. team has Kevin Love, so they don't really need anybody else. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Chris Middleton uh, minus fifteen plus minus last night. Chris is good, man. I, I that's why I like. I think that Milwaukee's going to get a bump from the crowd. Like, I think there's going to be a lot, and it may be it may be three one when they go back. But I do mm-hmm. feel confident. I think they're going to win game three here. I also feel like this Sunday. is pretty consistent with how Chris plays game to game. I mean, he's been really good in these playoffs, but yeah. his, he has games like this because he's just a straight-up jump shooter and, and playmaker to some extent, too. But his scoring is going to come from jump shots. Well, he's just not getting any calls. It's one of the biggest problems. Mm. I do also think the Bucks, the Bucks, like if you look at their roster as you get further down, like they just need... And this is where I think they're going to have some problems roster building going forward is they need like peripheral pieces that aren't Pat Connaughton and Forbes and like Jeff Teague played just like miss, 12 minutes they last Jeff night. Teague, like, yeah, yeah, they missed even Chenzo. That's a big deal. Yeah. But they, like having one more guy, like, a, like if they could have just got Tory Craig along the way. <laughs> Why or, don't they just play Justin just Jackson? Him. But you oh. know, like one guy that can come out and just knock down some shots. I don't know. It, like pay, playing Jeff Teague is problematic. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, they just don't really have finals. any other options. It feels a little bit like the Thunder team that was rolling out Raymond Felton as their sixth wing. Or Randy their, Foy. Their, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Randy Foy was so bad. They yeah. just need one. And I don't know. I don't know the tools that they have to be able to get somebody like that. But if they're going to come back next year and try to compete again, and I'm not saying their season's over. Obviously, they still have a shot to win this year. But Yeah, they do. They if, need to get I mean, they, if they could just get Holiday and Middleton to hit shots. It's I mean, hard. if they hit yeah. shots the rest of the series, like they can win the title. They could do it. I don't know. I don't know if they can stop the Suns. I think if the Bucks scored 120, I, I feel like the Suns could win 130 to 120. They could. This Bucks team is still good. It but, is. But the, I mean, they, you're in the NBA Finals. Yeah, they just can't. Asterisk or not, right? They're just never on the same page with regards Their to... Their offense does not feel as clunky so far as much as it feels like they're just missing. God, yeah. it just reminds me of those Scott Brooks Thunder teams too where it's like, okay, we're going to take the first three games. Actually, even some with Billy Donovan where you waste so many games trying to figure out what you're going to do. Yeah. You know, oh, let's just go out there. Yeah, but they wait like that first game. It's like, what is that? How is that the the plan on how we're going to defend Chris Paul? Right. What everyone's been talking about, which just seems weird to me for an NBA coach that has that much experience. Yeah. They're a tough team to defend. I mean, that's you talking about the Suns. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, they they threw. You've got David Robinson on the floor. Several different. They threw several different looks at him, and they just oh yeah they 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 destroyed they switched they, gave they, they they did drop coverage it just didn't matter and that's the thing that's what I was trying to say about the Suns like yeah they I have mean, two guys that can attack the mid range with mm-hmm. absolute efficiency and precision and yeah. Devin Booker and Chris Paul you've got apparently three point marksman in Miles Bridges and Mikael Bridges Mikael Bridges. Why do I forever and ever and ever? I'm done. Jay Crowder, bridges. Chris Paul, obviously is a fantastic three point shooter. So is Devin Booker. Like, yeah. Then you have. I just think that it's really hard to defend this team, and that's yeah. why it, it makes me like. It's, I just want to caution anybody that wants to kind of throw this to the way into the side because it's not the Clippers or the Lakers or the healthy Nets or whatever. Like, yeah, this Suns team is not. They're this some pushover. like perfect hybrid team of modern NBA and this still kind of traditional you know, point guard, mm-hmm. uh, point God team in Chris Paul. It's so strange. It's, it's, it's not one or the other. It no. And both. the fact that they can keep Aiton on the floor by playing mm-hmm. with can, guys around him and, and he can defend. Okay. I was going to say he can defend the perimeter. Yeah. Like that's the thing about him that is doing really a decent special. Job. And he's for, you know, and Giannis is, he forced him to shoot more threes than you ever want Giannis to really take. What, how many did he take? Yeah. Five probably. Uh, yeah, he, he did. Five. One of five. And, uh, it, you know, there's some things where Aiden can keep him in front of him a little bit. And and, and yeah. Giannis is the perfect guy to, for a big that may be a little more laterally slow. No, yeah. It's not Aiden compared to Brooke Lopez or whatever. But I'm saying, like, right. you know, just a big is going to be naturally more slow side to side. Like, 
you look at him, Giannis is the perfect player for you to do because you really can sag two to three feet, make that up. And if he hits two out of five, you mm-hmm. just concede that and move on. And so mm-hmm. it's, it does set it. Giannis is the guy. And this is the problem with Giannis. Like the, one of the only flaws in his game is he really can be limited if you've got a guy that can at least body with him um, in, in the paint. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it'll be intriguing in that next game. I think Sunday at 7 PM. And so I don't know. It's been a fun, I, it's been enjoyable to watch. It's a fun matchup. It PM, really is. 8 PM starts are not my favorite thing in the world because yeah. it's 11 o'clock by it's over, but also yeah, those ES- sleep. I, I need the T and I just need every game to be on TNT because ESPN or the ABC games. Yeah. Just way too many commercials. And that halftime show is just 20 minutes of commercials. I don't watch them. There's not, there's, it's no. so bad. Well, the and I also don't so love bad. Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson anymore. Yeah. Like, right. I think I was initially like a, oh, this is cool. They're fun. But now it's the same thing. God, it just like, feels so I tired. I hear Jeff Van Gundy complain about the refs or players, you know, acting or it's just like, it's the same thing. Yeah. Over. I just, just give me like, Doris Burke. I feel like I've just tuned it out at this point. Yeah. I, I listened to the whole, I watched the whole like end of the game on mute in my bedroom, which is yeah. great. Perfect. Felt wonderful. <laughs> just in totally quiet room. Yes. Just no lights. Watching. <laughs> just even. Yeah. Well, my wife was sleeping. My, my, Until I rode past him. Part his joke, my joke, dude. Spaghetti bike. <laughs> there was there was open space there. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I could tell you were very <laughs> uncomfortable with the. Uh, Until I rode past him. We should probably do go. some TQs, man. Well, hey, we gotta do the Taylor. Oh gosh, Taylor, I forgot Taylor, about Taylor, the rest Taylor, of the Taylor, podcast. Taylor, Taylor, the graphic is fantastic. Hello, Tashan. Okay, the Phoenix what? Suns Why? are in the finals. This is the first time in the franchise history they've been up 2-0. Actually, they've been up at all against their opponent. The other two times were in 1976. Paul Westfall, the star of that team, playing Boston, Havlicek. Paul Westfall. Uh, Dick Van Arse or whatever his name is. Dick Van Arse. I don't know. I looked up the roster. I was like, wow, these are the oldest names I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then 93, the Barkley Suns team that went down two against the Bulls to start it. Yeah. And so this is the first time they've been up. Can you imagine being a Suns fan? Be so fun right now. Alvin Adams is on that team, man. Putnam City High School graduate. Really? Yeah, bro. Wow. Wow. So my question to you Pirates. Go. No. I'm the only pirate on this. Pick it up, Panthers. (laughs) That's right. A lot of Panthers here at the table. A lot of Panthers. Wow. Wow. All right. My question to y'all. This is going to be hard to say. What's something you've done? We we read it. It's hard to say. Okay. What is something you did for the first time that you were so proud of yourself for finally doing? (laughs) Good job. I thought about this and I thought about like any home project that I've Mm. ever done. Okay. Um, Like I put all new, when we moved into our house, we put all new locks on every door in the house. Mm -hmm. I didn't rekey them because I'm not, you know, that awesome. But so I went and got them all rekeyed, but then I had to install every single one of them. And it's like, I'm just, I'm not handy like at all. Like it's not, good for me to try to do things. So most of the time we just pay people because I create more problems mm. than I fix. And man, but when I finished that last one, cause you know, sometimes it's about getting it fit correctly. And I couldn't yeah. Get this oh, yeah. 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 anyway, in the last one, I literally left it halfway through the day. The house just opened because I couldn't finish it <laughs> and then had to come back that night and finish it. And, and you I, did it. Right, I right? walked around the house with my arms in the air. Did you leave that yeah. on anger? Always. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. If you haven't, if you've done a project without getting like unnecessarily ragey, then yeah. I don't know that yeah. I understand you. <laughs> that's so true. That is so true. That's a really good. My wife's yeah. like, "What's wrong?" I said, "Math." 
My what? You know, and I'm What's just wrong. Everything. 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 Yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm out of here. She looks at you through like the door in the, or the hole in the door where the lock is supposed to be. As I just fade into the distance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rage coming off of my head. Yes, that was me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Glad you did it though. And you're happy when you yeah, did it. Yeah, that's the last project I've done at my house. It was six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Never rest, forget it. Never forget it. The rest, you just don't, you just pay. It's hard because there's one, like we, we had an outdoor faucet that's been dripping and yeah, I've replaced the, the O-ring or whatever it is on it before. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, I think it's inside, like there's some sort of fault with the faucet itself. Yeah. And I've done so much damage plumbing wise. Like I've tried to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> reinstall like a faucet and I bought like the tool so you, you can, you know, like twist it on. You took it, you took the whole thing and out. I stripped it put a new- and it <gasps> just was leaking all yeah, over the place. So we had to replace no, the entire be faucet. Careful. So I just yeah. was like, I'm not like, just pay somebody to do it. And the guy yeah. came out and literally just put a little O-ring in. I was like, all right, that'll be a hundred dollars. I was like, <laughs> I you got to call Andrew. I was going to say, I have a guy. You should have called me. I've well, got a guy. we used to use a at-home warranty or a home warranty, which Dude, is home warranty is the biggest sham in the world. Are the worst. It is yes, the biggest what? sham. Don't. I know that now. I know you got it. You got to mess up. My Jim. garage door breaks. They come out and they're like, "Well, we only replace the motor, and your motor seems to be in great condition." Yeah, like you son of. They'll like, find any reason not to fix what. You yeah, fixed. we've never sounded more. Old suburban dad life than we are right now. Uh, you know who else yeah. has destroyed their plumbing and they destroy it every day is Luke. Hell, man, that's true. <laughs> you're, talking about, you're talking about my body's plumbing. Please don't talk about my body on the pod. Well, no, like, I'm talking about your body destroying your home plumbing. Yeah, <laughs> please don't talk about. Oh, you need a home please warranty for that. Yeah. Hey, hey, home warranty. I I pooped it up again. <laughs> <laughs> I pooped it all up. You know what's crazy? That actually is included in the home warranty. We, like, all right, we're coming out. IBS is in the home warranty. <laughs> it's not. Do you have one, Luke? I'm confused. Home warranty? No. No, no. Do you have an Mine expires, and I'm so excited for it to expire. Yeah, we, so I don't have to. We, we have, have to said, stop yeah, talking about home warranties. Home yeah. <laughs> no, it's the worst. Uh, the thing that I did that at first... I did not do your your questions hard mm-hmm, to uh, mm-hmm, state. Mm-hmm. The first time I went and had like a case that went all the way through to trial because mm. a lot set along the way and and then but you know when I had a trial in my first trial it was like the scariest thing. I bet that would be really scary. And after it was just like I did it. Did you win or you? That's, or, none, that's, that's none of your business. About but I have one. I have I have one. I have one. Some. You win some, you lose some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but lives are at stake, Luke. Huh? Lives are at stake. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. Guess what? Guess what? At the end of the day, nobody wins. That's wow. so true. Wow. That's you know, that. That's facts. the title of his memoir. Mm-hmm. Facts. But if but it, but it, but God, I'd I love like, a Luke memoir. Ah. Uh, I would. What would a Luke read that cover to cover? If you read Luke's memoir and you didn't know Luke, you would be like, "This is. Uh, there's no way this is one person that is doing all these things, and it makes sense in their life." That's right, man. I'm just. I'm great. <laughs> you are a unique individual. <laughs> you are a unique individual. What about you, Andrew? Uh, I was telling this story earlier this week. Uh, I wanted whenever we first started this pod, I wanted. Tass Mellis of the basketball gents to come on the show with me. And I emailed him and I explained, I, I probably wrote a very detailed message, like trying to get him to come on the show. And he emailed me back saying, Hey, that's great. I'll come on. The, I'll come on after you do 300 episodes. And I was like, wow, was what we had done like maybe like 70 or something like that. And so I like remembered that. And so when we hit 300, I emailed him back. I was like, Hey, Here's a screenshot of our 300th episode. Will you come on the show? And he was like, yeah, okay. I'll come on now. But I don't remember that episode. Did it go well? I don't really remember it either. Yeah, it was good. I remember it. it. Fine, Doesn't man. matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't you matter. did it, man. Yeah. Cool. It feels really strange in context to the fact of like, you're kind of a peer with him now through the athletic. I'm definitely not a peer with I him. Mean, you're coworkers. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I mean, I mean you of. are. You get feels, paid by the feels, same company. Feels like yeah. a peer. Yeah, yeah. we're also yeah. peers. We are. We appear here we're, together. Tejon, together we're peers. <laughs> the first time I landed that kickflip, man, 
there's just so many times you're trying to flip the board. You know, you got to pop the board at the tail. You got to try to fling your foot off to where it flips around the first time. You hit one foot on it. Oh, man, that's so close. Okay, I got one foot on it. Get the flip down. And then that first time you finally get both feet on the freaking screws right on top of the trucks. This is on <laughs> Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Oh, Tony Hawk. 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 Tony Oh, it's time to deep dive. Hey, guys. Here's my deep dive for this week. The guy, the sons and four guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way his life has changed. Because yeah. he got into a fight. fight. Dude, that's so Punched badass. a guy in the face God, multiple so times cool. and, and just, proclaimed sons and four. Didn't just get in a fight. Absolutely. Won the fight. Wrecked, yeah. wrecked a guy. guy. Without a doubt. Talk about something that would fight. never, ever happen with the Oklahoma City Thunder. If right. a fan did this to somebody, they would say, you may not come back to the arena ever yeah. again. Yeah. And the Suns are like celebrating him. Can we get this guy a statue? And I think the Thunder would be wrong for that. You know, this has okay. This has gone the best way. To be fair, it was not at their arena. Right. And the other thing. Wait. Yeah. yeah, It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was was. in Denver. No. It was in Denver. No. I don't know. But um, what I would say is this. (laughs) I'm so sorry. What I would say is this: is this guy's life has gotten. His his Instagram is Suns dot in dot four, and his life is. So, I mean, I would imagine, I'm sure it's great before, but it, it has to be much, much better now. He has 82,000 followers. He got a, he got a, he got a signed, uh, Devin Booker Jersey. Yeah. That, Jay's right. Um, Jay's right. It was in Denver. Yeah. yeah. Cause the Suns had home court advantage. They won one and two. How did he not get kicked out? How was that in Denver? And it that guy didn't get beat up. Oh, really? Still, what I would say is he got he got a signed Devin Booker jersey, which he has framed, and he now hosts um, parties, watch parties, and after parties at Riot House, which is a bar there in. Um, That's awesome. There in uh, Arizona, and the other thing, he has an eBay mm-hmm. where an he eBay? is where he is selling. How much do you? Th- how many bids do you think a signed? Suns jersey signed by the Suns and Four guy. How many bids do you think that has? It is currently for sale for four hundred and five dollars. Wow! Signed by, by him. Signed by him. The Suns and Four guy, not a player. Yeah, I understand. Um, I don't know. Forty-three bids. There's still two oh. days. That is much lower left. than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I, I thought thousand? you were like setting us up uh, for five thousand. That's a, that's more than I would think. And then he's also selling autographed eight by ten photos. Of himself, the picture of him from the video holding up the four, yeah. signed by himself. You could buy it. Well, let me see. They each have like one is. Oh, let me see. Hold on, hold on. It's fifty bucks, forty nine ninety nine. And then his jerseys, you can get one for. These have different amounts of times, but then they're different jerseys. Eighty one dollars, hundred fifty six dollars, ninety two dollars, hundred seventeen dollars, and then autographed photos. This is what they're going for right now. 52, 25, 26, 20, 20. He, he's just signing stuff and selling it for a lot of money. It's great. I'm surprised that people have, I'm sure people have been digging into his past, trying to find something to like get him on and they haven't. He might be, he might be sure. It doesn't matter. Does it matter? If you become famous by just for just destroying a guy, nobody's worried about your past. It's not like this guy's running for office. No, 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 they, no, 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 that is not how Twitter works. What happened? This is what happened. The guys that he got in a fight with after that video, Mm -hmm. they post a video to their personal Instagrams where they were, where they called him a racial slur. And so everyone was like, these guys, he fought like this guy was the good guy. Yeah. Sons and four guy. Those guys are the bad guy that deserve to get beat up. I'm not 100% sure there's a good or bad guy in this, but what I do know is the guy yeah. that got if his face. If you're a Suns pu- fan, the guy that got his face punched in is the dumbest person oh I've ever seen because <laughs> he literally has a chance just to walk away. Yeah. And he like is high, yeah. like putting something up and then he comes back at him, gets grabbed, bent over, and punched repeatedly oh, yes. in the face. A lot of times. Horrible fighter. Yeah. 
Yeah. Horrible. Horrible fighter. And and just and if just you're not a good fighter, just walk away. Yeah, don't get in the fight. But he did. And he didn't. Yeah. And he's not being celebrated No, his team. He does not sell no. any autograph posters he of has his been, face getting punched in. He has been trying to do like interviews though and on just TikTok and stuff. Yes, like and he that. has and he has a, he has like a like like thing on his nose, like a like a blood, like where he was punched in the face, and he was like, "Yo, this is from something else. It didn't break my nose." And they're like, "You were obviously been punched in the face, and it has to hurt." And he was like, "No, it didn't hurt. This is from something else that happened after." If there's something worse than just having your face being punched in and that being shared millions of times around the world, you're yeah. now known as the guy. Yeah, that got beat up by Sons and Four by being a big yeah. dumb guy. Yeah. Yeah, and sons of four guys just universally celebrated. And he was trying to like steal on him too. He was trying to like be yeah, all sneaky, out, but jump in and punch this guy. Nope, <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. God, it was great. So that's that's my deep that's my deep dive. Wow. All right, we'll be right back after this quick break. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. And we're back from that quick break. Twitter question. Hey, our first Twitter question comes from at Roadie Roads 2, who says, guys, I always miss the live streams as I'm from the UK. Can I just have a shout out, please? Cry emoji. Shout out. Shout out. Hello. Our next Twitter question comes from at Riley Michener. Says, if the Thunder think Kate or whoever their number one is has a higher ceiling than Shea, then SGA plus six for the no, for the number one is a no, <laughs> br- no. <laughs> is a no brainer, right? I don't know. What was that question? <laughs> Shea plus six for number one. Yeah. No brainer. Not a no brainer. If you think Cade's ceiling is higher, is it a no brainer is the question. Of basically. course it is. Yeah, it's a no brainer. If, yeah, but do the Pistons want to do that? Because if they think the Cade ceiling is higher, then why wouldn't they just stick with him? Right. Because the thing about it is that the Pistons GM knows everything about the Thunder and knows everything about the Thunder guys. Right. And the other thing for me is if that is an availability, I guess nobody else has the Shea. I guess the Shea is the big deal because I'm like. The Shea is the big deal. If it's Toronto. If it's Toronto and you're like, all right, Fred Van Vliet and right. four, right? Is that the better deal? No, because Scotty Barnes. I mean, 
I don't know. You, it's been told. It's been said it's a four person draft. So getting like, would you rather be six and have Shea, and then you're pairing him with Barnes or Keon Johnson or yeah. Kuminga maybe? But I'm just saying, like, is there another team that could make an offer that's comparable that has a higher pick? Cavs, no. I mean, Shea is the the difference maker. Yeah, me. I would say so. I I think that it's unless they're really high on Jalen Suggs, maybe you can get Suggs at four. Maybe that's the move, but I think Shea is like more of a sure thing. Yeah. Than than anything else you can get. I don't know that the Pistons would entertain anything like that, but if you're the Thunder, I don't I'm not saying you should do it, but I think that it's certainly something that you shouldn't even as a Thunder fan just completely dismiss outright for lots of reasons. And number one is just like the plan of winning a title, right? Are you certain that Shea is going to help lead this team to a title? Like, I'm not certain of that. Would you be more certain if you had Cade plus, like you would have a very high draft pick next year. If Cade, if you traded Shea and you brought in a rookie, I mean, you absolutely would. You'd have a much better chance at a higher draft pick. You'd be a much worse team. You'd be in that top three, which guarantees you not to fall out of five, right? Yeah. Are you sure that Trey Young is the guy that could lead that team to a NBA Why? championship? You just brought the Hawks up. No, just, just pull just, Andrew. Hold on, are hold you on. trying? Are you baiting me? Is this no, bait? I'm just. <laughs> what I did was I went back and looked at the eight, the 2018 draft to see like where Shea, if we knew Shea was going to be at this level, where yeah. he would be drafted. Yeah. Probably three. Probably three. Luca, Trey, and then SGA, right? Yeah. Which those three guys. Where's Aiden? He's the next David Robinson. He's David Robinson. See, I think people could argue at this point that they take Aiden over SGA. Yeah, you could definitely argue that. So either way, you're four. They're wrong, but. Three. Three, four. Yeah. Three, four. But that's an insane draft at that point, right? Like that top four in that draft is really, really, really special. Yeah. Very good. And so. Do you feel as highly about Cade as you would about those top three guys? Um, and I know, I know, my argument has hindsight on its side. Yeah, it's it's a risk. It's without a doubt a risk, and could blow up in your face because well, there's a chance that Cade is not a superstar. But this is this is the debate about the draft: is is would you rather have what is a known quantity mm-hmm. compared to a shot somewhat in the dark? Because mm-hmm. how I mean, there's been a lot of number one picks yeah. that have busted. Yeah. Um, but you look at Cade, and, and this is where you have to. For me, is I just trust people that know. There's there's a lot of people that are way more intelligent and more in the loop as far as what. <laughs> I, I'm the god. Like, I know. The Luke, yeah, Luke just said this. We it's all over. tried really hard to just. <laughs> Let it go. Really, really hard. Jay. Because you could argue they all have. <laughs> it's a good time. You can make the argument. But but you know what I'm saying? In the sense of like, there's a lot of guys that we're talking technically incredibly high on Cade Cunningham, right? Like Yes. Now I don't know what I don't know. Like you've talked to Sam Bassini. Like if you yeah. were to ask him directly the difference between a guy like Shay, hey, we we've got to continue to do to this. We've got to go to work. I love you guys. Hey, thanks, okay. listeners. All right, All right bust it up, man. Oh, man. If you talk to him about <laughs> how he would have regraded Shay, yeah, like where would they be comparably? I don't think. Question. I mean, if if contracts and everything is equal, I don't think he'd do it. I don't know that he would do it either. I'm ne- I'm never a trade known quantity for hope this guy's better than I, that guy. It's and it's it's a weird divide in our yeah, pod because I'm with but it's, more on Taylor side. But it's it's more than that though. It's not just that. It's the reset. It's a reset. It's a full blown reset. It's there's just a there's just a lot to it. It's, it's that's also operating though as if you know if you reset that's better for the franchise than the place they're at right. right I now. mean. It, all, all it does is it gives you a. I think it gives you a chance to be better. What if there's a chance right now though that this this is gonna be better than that option? I don't. I it it certainly could be. It's, the grass is not always greener. But I sometimes think for, it is. I think for me, and I think what I would assume Sam is looking at doing, and Andrew mentioned this last night in a text conversation. The 
more palpable thing to happen mm-hmm. yeah. in the next three weeks is that Sam uses assets, this draft, next right. draft, another player, whatever, yeah. to get to the three and draft Suggs or if Mobley's there or if Jalen Green falls there. Like, if you can get the three, this is why, this. I mean, honestly, for me, this is why the disappointment of the lottery was far more than just... Oh, oh yeah. shucks. Yeah. Right. yeah, it was it, a big it deal. It threw the whole franchise into kind of this weird in-between stage because Shea has proven, to me at least, and I think a, a majority of people who watch the NBA would agree, mm-hmm. Shea is too good to really bottom out the way that the Thunder need. That's why yeah. it behooved the Thunder to have him injured for such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So for me, is I think that... In, in, Sam is smarter than us, like without question. And he sees this draft. And if he thinks that Scotty Barnes, or if he thinks that the Magic are going to take this person and he's going to have Kaminga fall in his lap, mm-hmm. and he thinks, I'm actually, the grade between Suggs and Green and those guys in my book is almost negligible, mm-hmm. then he's going to stand pat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you look at a majority of people that really know this draft and Michele and Andrew have Andrew have dealt with this as well, is there's a pretty clear drop off between four, five and six Mm -hmm. and then five and six versus the rest of the draft are obviously different as well. Mm -hmm. So what is it going to take for you to get one of the Jalen's or Mobley? And then you go all in on that direction because I think the, the, the question for me is, What's the difference between Cade and those guys? I, I would. I mean, I can just tell you what I think. I you think, think Suggs and Cade. There's not that much differentiation. Suggs is my favorite player in the draft. Uh, Cade is just has better size, you know, and the fact that he played for Oklahoma State and the fact that he's there's some homegrown kind of feeling from about like that. he's North three hours Texas. away. Yeah. Like that's that's also something. There's yeah. something to that as well. The Obviously. energy of and, and Alex brought this up in the conversation last night we were having. The energy that having Cade on this team would bring to the fan base is far more than the energy that is for or surrounding Shea on this oh, team. Oh, people would be very excited. That's a difference. That's people a would be very, very excited. Like, oh, that's a shame that we lost Shea, but we got Cade Cunningham. I think people would be very, very excited about that. So who do you, if you have, um, I mean, obviously the dream is we're going to move up to three. Yeah. That's which I dream. think is the most gettable. Can you get yeah. to three with assets that the Thunder have without giving away a, a good player asset? You've got to convince Cleveland. What's the, what's a good player asset to you? Dort. Like, yeah, let's just put Dort as like that middle line. I just don't think that you, if you're the Thunder, you can care that much about yeah. anybody on this roster you have a chance except to go outside for, of Shea. You just can't care that much about, what about anybody. Poku? What if they want to Poku? No, I'm saying like six. Then you do it. Then you do it. Then you do it. Do you remember the last game of the season? Yeah, I was there. I would trade Poku in six for three. I mean, probably. You have to do it. You, to me, you have to do it. If Poku in Cleveland is a disaster. I'm just letting you know that. Yeah, Poku. I know. I feel bad for Poku, but if you're the Thunder, you have to do it. And then you're pretty much asset poor at that point. The best shot that the Thunder have is to convince Kobe Altman that we'll take Kevin Love into our space for three and six. Well, you can have six. We'll take Kevin Love. You can, and even if it's you can have Kimba or well, I mean, it'd be like multiple picks. You'd have to send multiple picks. Whatever. Which, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like being the primary piece that's changed over is not the Thunder are not asset rich outside of Shea Dort. I'm saying people. Oh, people. Yeah. There are a ton of draft picks, obviously. It would but, have to be draft picks, though. Yeah. But that's why you have all those draft picks, to use those as the assets so that you can build a young team without having to trade your young players that hopefully but the issue once that again have potential goes to, to be much better. For sure. The issue, once again, goes to back to the fact of, like, if you have the three number three pick in this draft, mm-hmm. why would you take a future pick that is more than likely going to be... Unless, unless Sam... And this... I don't know if Sam has ever done this, but send a pick with zero protections. You can have our pick in 2027 with zero protections. Mm-hmm. 
Because every pick that normally gets sent out is at least top four protected. You have the top three protected in a, what is being said to be a really high quality top end of the draft. It's such Why a, would you trade it away? It's such a hard thing to navigate because Sam has to play short game and long game at the same time with every single deal. Has it's to been have what he's been doing since the franchise moved to Oklahoma City. It's, it's all not exactly it's, what he's doing. No, it's all long game. Like all of it. We have You have to know that like everything is... Everything is about the long game right now. Yeah, Every but, single thing. No, no, no. But I'm talking about like what I meant by that statement is it's the thing that frustrated supposedly Kevin Durant was. Oh, I know that. But if you're, he has to do it. Not though. investing in the team that was versus he, he's <laughs> ba- that balance right. of, hey, we've got to bring in guys that can help right now. But really, we're also drafting for the team that's five, 10 years from now. Yeah. I mean, if you want to have a team here, that has like that's going to be good for a long time and not be completely dried up of assets then that's what you have to do i don't know mm. i guess the way i look at like trading shea for the number one going back to the question mm-hmm. is and i texted this to y'all but it's like shea could be a superstar we know we have more confidence in him becoming a superstar than we do in confidence and, and hope that Cade can be a superstar just because you don't know what these guys are going to be in the NBA until they're in the NBA. You have no idea. They could be killers in college. It doesn't, it might not matter, you know? And it's like, okay, do you want to pay a million dollars to maybe get a million dollars and 100,000 or zero dollars or a hundred dollars or whatever? And it's like, what is, <laughs> Sorry, you know what I'm saying though. Like, pay a mi- you have a million dollars. Do you want the chance at 1.1 million right. by paying a million, and then you get zero? And then what's the first time you did something and you were proud of it? <laughs> I think yeah, that, that's right. I think to help, like maybe with your analogy, I think that that if you make this move, you're not trying to trade a million for 1.1 million. You're trading a million in the hopes that. It's an investment in the sense that this guy could be $10 million. Right. You only make this trade if your scouting department and you have said, Cade has the potential to be in a all-time level of player. Yeah. You're not, you're not trading him for a negligible difference unless, unless the whole decision is we're stuck in this in-between timeline and we need to hit reset. And we think right. getting Cade to Shea is maybe maybe a just fair split on their potential. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it gives us another year to have a shot at a Chet or an Amoni Bates or insert whoever it is. Cause mm-hmm. Chet's not even the number one potential draft pick. There's a kid going to Duke, I think, but you look at these guys and you're thinking he gives us a shot to do the rebuild on a timeline that we are more in control of. And that that's the conversation. And that's, what's hard is we don't want, it makes no sense to give up a player that we know is good to great mm-hmm. yeah. for a guy that we have no idea about. Right. Unless the long-term plan, which is what Sam has consistently communicated, is that this is a rebuild toward a championship contender. Contender, And it's here's the reality that every Thunder fan needs to just recognize. This is going to be hard to build a contender, a championship contender, with this current roster. Yeah. Unless... Unless they pull the Donovan Mitchell and at 16, 18, or if they move up to 13, 12, and they hit mm-hmm. on a guy that was shot. Like if Moses Moody's the guy, and they or Josh Giddy, and they get up to 10, 11, 12, and they draft that guy, and all of a sudden this guy that was projected to be a good player, but not an all-time talent, ends up becoming that, mm-hmm. then yes. But that takes, that takes a lot of luck. Take some, you know, some good scouting and all those different things, but it takes a lot of luck. Mm-hmm. You find Jokic in the second round, mm-hmm. right? Like there are teams that have done it that way. Isn't that um, kind of what Shea has become, though? Is that yeah, kind of player? Was, you're yeah, talking I mean, about? yes, yeah, yeah. But you have to do it again with yeah. a guy that probably has a ceiling that's even higher than Shea's. So that's yeah. why it's like if Scotty Barnes is the guy at six, and he turns into this unbelievable versatile, and he starts, he he can shoot, he can score, he then yeah, the Thunder can build a championship contender out of this roster. But the likelihood of that is far less than if you took Cade and then went back into the top three next year. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I'm saying why it's at least worth 
the conversation. Is that fair? Yeah. Also, we're talking maybe the Thunder only have five years left with Shea. Like that, that could be a reality versus you start the clock with eight or nine years with Cade or whoever you get in the draft. Like there's a chance that Shea's done after his second contract in OKC. If Cade is that good, though, it's really like seven. Yeah, but if Shea's, also if Shea's that good, they're just going to turn him. I don't think Sam will ever let a guy walk without getting assets for him again. Yeah, especially, yeah. They, yeah. They, that's So in five so, years, so it may like, be two. And then you get Shea, and it's it maybe two years. Know, another draft haul to really hit bottom. Or I know. So like that's also a reality that you have to look at. Or Shea is really, really, really good and still continues to be way better than what we thought. Yeah. He could be. And then, and then it can build around him. I mean, yeah. you don't know. That's why I, I think one of the other lessons I'm wondering if Sam learned is like, instead of train trading before season, which is what he's always done mm-hmm. uh, with the James Harden. I think one of the only arguments <clears throat> that I really kind of buy into for the Harden thing is at least let him play. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, let him right. play that season out, and if you need to trade him, trade him in the off season or to trade deadline or whatever. Hey, so I want to move on just because we got a thousand Twitter questions that we're not going to hit. So let's try to fire through some of those. This next one's from at Rob Whitrock. Uh, when should we expect a trade to most likely happen? So the question is: Is will it happen before the trade or the the draft night, or will it happen the night of the draft? What's your like? I, I what's know. normal? It just depends. Okay. Just depends. Good answer. Um, usually, usually at usually at the draft. Yeah, that's kind of my thought too. Yeah, which is why you should come on July 29th, the Fastler Hall, from six to ten p.m. minimally, ten p.m. maybe later. They you should come because that night is going to be full of excitement. And here's yep. the deal: I really want to encourage you already to put your phones down. For yeah. we're not gonna. This is not the spoil the draft for everybody. Mm. But the hard part is if a trade happens. Okay. Oh, I thought you were telling me you put my phone on now. Right you now. can be fine. You guys do whatever you want to do. Next question at Dort P O Y. Who will be the Russell Westbrook of this draft? The unexpected pick, the one that draft analysis got completely wrong. Uh, thought to be a defensive guard, but ended up becoming the best player in the draft. Whoever the Thunder pick, as far anybody, as Thunder fans anybody are you concerned. think, anybody you think that is underrated by a lot of the analysts today. Um, Jaden Springer. Is that the other Tennessee kid? Yeah. I don't know anything about him. I don't know. I mean, who are you, you know? who are you higher on than, than a lot of other people? I, well, Suggs, if he thinks it's the same as Moses Kate. Moody, I'm higher on Jalen Suggs than a lot of people. A lot of people have him at like five or six, which I think is really nuts. Yeah. I think that's nuts. Or even at four in the four in that group, I think is nuts. Suggs has this energy around him that's just very similar to <laughs> Trey, what happened with Trey and Luca in that draft. I'll tell you, it's this. like they're he's clearly a top three guy in this draft, but let's overthink and overanalyze. Yeah, it. yeah. it's yeah. it's these teams that are betting more on potential than reality, in my opinion. To yeah. be honest, like you watch Suggs play at the highest level, and he was he's a competitor, he's a supreme athlete in the sense that he was Mister Football at the same time that he was this star basketball player. Like he, it's the I would take Suggs in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe amazing. even above. I mean, really, like, Katie would be the only one that I would pause on. I love the idea of Jalen Green. There's a lot of unknown with him that I feel there's more certainty with Suggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mobley, I'll tell you, the video that, and if you haven't watched those, on, uh, make sure you subscribe, especially if you're on YouTube. Subscribe to the Athletics YouTube page. Andrew and Sam Vecini have been doing some uh, some draft kind of breakdowns of players. And talking about Evan Mobley, like hearing Sam talk, because you know, I'm not watching the Pac-12 tournament. Like, I don't mm-hmm. give a crap about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but listening to him talk about how Evan Mobley really turned it into a different gear in the Pac-12 tournament leading into the NCAA tournament to where he just kind of took the team on his shoulder, that's more encouraging than some of the things I've thought about Mobley sure. going into the draft. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I, dude, I'm, I would be jacked. If Thunder got Suggs and Shea together, all of a sudden this whole conversation's different. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let me ask this next question. Um, all right, here we go. This is from at Ben Elephant King. What down to dunk listener reaction do you expect on draft night? Number one, tears of joy. Number two, tears of sadness. Number three, mass confusion. Mass confusion. It's, it's always of, mass confusion. I was going to say, it's been mass confusion. Last, last draft was maybe one of the times where it wasn't mass confusion. But before that, like Darius Baisley. That was the most... Like huh? it was mass confusion. Yeah. Everybody was chanting bowl bowl. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about and that. And then 
And then they took Darius Baisley, which just said Darius Baisley USA. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, who is this guy? We got the kid from the United States. We got him. <laughs> we got him. All right. Next question from at JSNDVS. What is the most refreshing summertime beverage you've ever had? I've oh. ever had. Ever. So here's what I want to say nice about this question. Fresh lemonade. It, that's actually not wrong. But for me, it's always about the situation. Mm. The beverage is enhanced by the situation part which you partake it. Yeah, in. I agree so like far. Like post lawn mowing, mm-hmm. beer or a lemonade or anything refreshing. That's a pretty substantial drink. For so me. anything refreshing is the most refreshing drink to you? I'm saying the situation <laughs> defines the peak refreshing. Here's the thing, though, Jay, if you're being honest, a nice cold beer, nice light cold beer in any situation in the summer is probably number one thing. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We know what Luke's answer would be. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. We already At Pepsi United, I'd like to know what the Fry Pod crew thinks of the Barnes versus Moody debate. We've already got Andrew's opinion. Yeah. Do you have any preference on that? You're strong, out on Really on strong opinions, but I'll save you time. Me and Andrew basically agree on every point on this. So. <laughs> we don't have to get into it. You're out on Barnes. No, I'm not out on Barnes. I guess... I don't really, I don't really care unless they can trade up. It's like, at this point, it seems like, well, whoever they get at six, we'll see how it goes, kind of deal. Same yeah. with Kaminga, Barnes, everything. It's like, well, you know, we'll <laughs> I we'll think see. Moody. But that's the that's the debate because Moody is the more. I don't think it's certain, but you would have a lot more confidence coming out with that. Like, hey, Moody isn't the high. Barnes' ceiling probably is potentially, and Kaminga ceiling is probably higher than Moody's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the floor for Moody I think he's an immediate contributor on a decent level you know kind of like if you look at I mean think of I feels like there's 20 of these guys in last year's draft between mm-hmm. uh the guy that Detroit got the guy that Memphis got Bain and beef stew beef stew mm-hmm. <laughs> uh it's there's just a lower floor so yeah anyway hey Thanks for listening. July 29th, 6 p.m., Fassler Hall, downtown Oklahoma City. Midtown. Make your plans to be there. Be there, be square. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.